Madison Chase and D'Angelo. We're here discussing episode number four. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey. Yep. Oh, you picked a good one. Right? So this is no problem. It's going to be some dread niggas in your life. I'm your host, one of your hosts. We have four hosts. We've been uh, rotating. You know, we're versatile. Yeah, we're versatile this show. So we have two. D'Angelo has been holding it down. You. That's a hot seat. That's why I'm over here because I couldn't. <laughs> that's too hot for me. I can't handle all that, man. So you got we, it. I got it. You did a good, you do a good job. Thank you, sir. So <laughs> we are talking shots fired. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Madison Chase Fit, and then on YouTube, we're streaming live. One Mad Chase and my co-host. Yes, you guys can find me on Twitter and on Instagram. It's D'Angelo. You spell it D-E-A-N-J-I-L-O. All right, and then at D'Angelo TV on Twitter. You were you you were you were busy doing something, right? Some I mean, stuff? I was. I was doing fitness for the Tom Joyner cruise. Uh, it is a great uh, party with a purpose, and I like that. I like the way you spent that one. I know party <laughs> with a purpose, and it it all of the proceeds, not all of the proceeds, but some of the proceeds actually benefit historically black colleges and universities. Yeah. Which is so appropriate, That's dope. right? Yeah, and you got For them in shape. You, every, and I got them wins. in shape, and yeah. I talked about my new book. So we'll talk everybody about everybody wins. Yes. Everybody wins. So this is interesting, <laughs> and that's a good like tie-in because yeah. one of the things. For this episode four is education, and we mm. kind of see what is probably like something reminiscent of like the 1950s. Like that was like the most striking thing for this episode mm. for me. Like I felt like I was watching uh, like something from like Martin Luther King, like the civil rights movement. When mm. you see the uh, Sean Campbell, Joey Campbell's brother, that scene when his mom was like, no, you have to go to the school. So you kind of see that dichotomy of a parent who thinks that this is the best way for her son to get out of the houses, as right. they call them, which is pretty much the ghetto. So the hood. The, hoods, <laughs> the projects. The projects. Well, that's interesting you say that. I mean, I know you're going to build up to a question, but uh, I think that's the point. And coming from uh, public Coming from a low-income area, it's, mm-hmm. it, it is still that's that's still today. Isn't like, that today? Yeah, it is. So, like, I think that is that's the point. You don't have to go that far. You can go just to the inner city. But in this case, we were in North Carolina to to where it's a little bit more extreme. Um, and you see the mindsets that people have when it comes to giving other people opportunities at the expense, or in their opinion, at the expense of their own uh, kids' opportunities. Yeah. Um, uh, the worries about their taxes going to help people that doesn't directly help them. Like all of these variables that are, you know, unfortunately people are very, people are very self-motivated in the things that they do, but also it just opens eyes to like a lot of systematic issues. Like, you yes. know what I mean? And even the governor wouldn't have done that yep. if she didn't have to, with her hands were tied by the uh, new pastor that she's linked up with. Yes. And she's trying to get votes. So, you know, it's, there's so many variables when it comes to things like education, mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm really glad they tackled it today. Yeah, I'm glad they tackled it, and I'm also glad that they tackled the issue of politics 
mm. where you see this person who's willing to give money, but the, it comes with a price. Right. And the price is $30,000 an inmate. Oh, yeah. the uh, Yeah. So, yeah, we saw him. He um, So he's basically, you know, he's a... He makes money off of jails from from what we've been presented from him, yes. and so it's just crazy because <laughs> that he's already looking at these young students right. as potential inmates. Well, he's just for trying to make money. He doesn't care. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, that brings up a whole moral thing. But like, yeah. it's just I mean, and then they're because they have money and clout, they're connected to the the um, the governor. You know yes. what I mean? So they have political clout indirectly. Yeah. So it's just it really brings a lot of insight into the system. To which we don't see a lot. You yeah, know? yeah, definitely. And I think we, I'm, I'm, you said we don't see it, but I think some people who are really like not entertained by entertainment mm-hmm. and even the news or what did someone call it? Alternative facts. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you're not entertained by that and you're really watching, yeah. like this is nothing new and people have said it. So, no, really, period. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the beginning of this episode. So we see Corey. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gives, yeah, he's, he, he resurfaces (laughs) (laughs) and we see him give his testimony Mm -hmm. and then we see testimony. Ha ha. Like I'm in church. (laughs) 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 Hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) Um, we see him tell his story and really what happened to Joey Campbell from his side of this, from his side. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Which I believe, but then you also see like the bigger story is the police corruption in potentially um, which is so interesting because this story happens like so many times that people it's almost like we become numb to like what really could be the truth because the truth has been told from the perspective of the person that has the perception of power which is oftentimes in this case the police so yeah no I mean what's interesting is seeing seeing how like you know y'all for me personally i mm-hmm. always hear oh you know something a unit or a government is corrupt but you see like you see we're seeing the details and the ins and outs of yeah. like why and how that how that is coming to a reality so it's just it's just so eye-opening because mm-hmm. i think for the first time not that i'm justifying the actions i'm starting to understand a little bit more i'm understanding their side of the story not that this makes it right mm-hmm. um but it's just really compelling to see even um the scene where the the sheriff, I don't want to jump ahead too much. But yeah, no, go ahead. When the sheriff and Preston go on a ride along. Yes, you know what I, mean? I was I was going to go was going exactly to go, yeah, where you, you went. I yes. still got the hosting blood yes, from last time. Yes. So. <laughs> no, um, I, you know, it just it's like you know sometimes you do forget. All right, the people on the other side are humans too. Mm-hmm. Again, it does not justify because when you take that position of a police officer, you you, you got to know you what take you're that up. on. Right, yeah, you, you yeah. sign up for that. Right, but there's they want to get home to their family too. They're scared. And so a lot of it, you see fear manifesting in different ways from when it comes to sheriff department good. and then from you finna make me shout gyms. Mm. <laughs> um, so I, I really, it was just really insightful to see those those couple of scenes where we really got the police officer's perspective. Yeah, but then you also see uh, before that scene, mm. uh, Preston Terry goes to his office. Oh, that's the and other thing. he like. Again, that perception of I don't know if he did he call him a boy. I'm not really. I mean, sure. he might as well have. No, he was yeah. just kind of like know your place, and he was yeah, like, like pretty hey, much know you? your yeah, place. Yeah. He, he could have very well said he left out the term boy. boy. Yeah. yeah, but he got the twang for it. He has the twang, but <laughs> his undertone of what he meant to say, yeah. he just didn't say boy. Yeah. But 
he felt like, oh, let me show you who's really running this. Yeah. And so, again, the perception of this city. So now we have kind of the city versus the country. Yeah. Like, here you come, little little black smart boy coming to my town trying to tell me what thinking to do. Yeah, thinking yeah, about thinking, to write the whole ship up. Right, and it. pretty much, like, his attitude, because he was like, you need to learn how to talk to people. Yeah. And that's such an interesting perspective when you talk about, like, really what happens in uh, positions of power, yeah. where you feel like your power is being threatened by someone that you have to like, and for me, that scene where he took him on the ride along was mm. exactly that. Like, I'm gonna show you who's really running this. Yeah. And like, I don't know what I would. What have? What would you have done in that position? Because I was like, oh. well, I wouldn't. Have, he was. He was. I want to get to this uh, other thought that I had. Um. Mm-hmm. But um. And so because it's interesting that the title of the episode is the truth. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'll get to that. But to answer your question. He was at the beginning of this episode. He was irritating me a little bit because he wasn't. He was going. He said, "I'm going by my heart," and you got to know the game, Ash. Yes, uh, it's not like this character. Ash knew the game. She was yeah. like, "Okay, yes, now we know. We already knew this, but we know that the sheriff department is corrupt. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And we have a testimony from a person. But mm-hmm. from their perspective, because we're going against an entire department, mm-hmm. our witness needs to be very credible. Yeah. From the outside looking in, you know, he's not credible. Yeah, even though we have. A heart towards him because we, mm-hmm. you know, understand his story, but they don't care. African American right. dropout, seventeen year old. Right. That's how they see it. Oh, he's not credible because right. of that. And so it brought to me the the fact that when it comes to law and politics, which we know, but I'm seeing it, it's not just about right and wrong. Yeah. It isn't. Period. It's not about yeah. the truth. Yeah. It's not, not. It, that that plays one part of it, but right. it ain't the most important. Like they like to make it seem. So right. it's not a system of integrity. You it's know? not at all. It's, it's like perception and perception is reality in yeah. this case. Yeah. Um, because when you're looking at this, this young guy, he's not in school because he's scared for his life. Right. Not because he doesn't want to go to school. He's right. scared for his life. And then why is the school, why is the school so, so unsafe? You know what I mean? Like this, systematic layers and variables to why mm-hmm. so many things are happening, which is how real life is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, gives insight into why it's so hard to fix. And then, which is interesting too, because you see again, that perception of power with Ash and then the perception of power with um, Preston, mm-hmm. where they're kind of like yeah. dueling for like the power, like who's going to have the most power, who's going to like lead this yeah. thing. Well, this is the first time I feel like, because we saw their chemistry, I mean, by the end of the yeah. episode, we saw a lot of chemistry. <laughs> we but, sure did. Uh, <laughs> was it chemistry or was it? You know, I think she was a little, she was feeling a little bit, but I, she was, I think it was also her true self, because I've always yes. said this and she said it too, like uh-huh. alcohol just brings out who you really are. Yep, um, I agree with that. Uh, it's the truth serum. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. um, but I think this is the first time, especially after, he brought the case about Corey to the to mm-hmm. their boss. Mm-hmm. He, they were like, "We got to have each other's back because there's no other option." You right. know what I mean? And right. so from that point, their communication got really good. And she hugged him, and she don't show affection to nobody. So like, right. I mean, that just really shows their dynamic is growing, which is going to be really important going forward. Yeah, yeah. And that was an interesting scene too. Uh, but speaking of like going back to the education, shout out to Edwina Finley who played like the uh, the moderator for the town. Oh hall. yeah, 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 yeah. I think her character's name was Sherlane Woods. Okay. I was like, go ahead, Edwina. So you know her? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we'll have to she, hopefully she get her on thing. the show. She yeah, she did her thing. Um, so again, that was the the education where you saw this town hall and you yeah. saw them saying, "Oh well, we don't want." 
we'll have to get metal detectors. And that's such a real thing where, again, you had metal detectors at your high school? I mean, I went to public school, so, yeah. But still, like, to me, that that just blows my mind. What's your background? Tell me, where are you from? (laughs) Because I need to know. (laughs) Like, I'm in a bubble. Uh, Well, I mean, (laughs) give me insight so I understand your perspective. Well, I went to a performing arts high school. Okay. And so it was a lot of artists. Like, we didn't have, I'm from Texas, so we didn't have, like, the jocks and the cheerleaders and the popular kids and the non-popular yeah. kids but it was it was like i enjoyed high school better than i enjoyed college my oh, college experience yeah, but yeah. i went to school in oklahoma so there was a lot of like races yeah. yeah right what part of texas were you in? uh dallas fort worth so okay so you was in a city too i was definitely in the That's city so, so interesting yeah i you it just was, you uh, you you was kind of in a bubble, which is great. I was great. in a bubble. Yeah. yeah, I was definitely in a bubble. So I mean, so seeing this show is just really—is it breaking down your perception, or you are aware no, of it? I, like, well, here's the thing: I am definitely aware of. Even if I didn't experience, I'm very uh, empathetic, and like I feel and I I see it right. and I understand it. So I'm not like oblivious to the fact that this stuff doesn't happen. Like, right. I knew a friend of mine who had a son. Now he's like in his 20s, but at the time he was like maybe in the sixth grade or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And she told me, she was like, they build prisons based on sixth grade test scores mm-hmm. for well, children of color. Yeah. And I was like, not dang. Shocking. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but it's not shocking, but yeah. it's just kind of like, wow. I mean, and that's then, how it is. That's how it is. Then I have another friend who. Um, worked for um, a television network as a camera guy, and he was telling me in California, because you think California is so liberal, that um, some officers were already, like, kind of giving little boys, because their pants were sagging, Mm -hmm. giving them tickets, like, already putting them in the system Mm -hmm. and writing them tickets because their pants were too low. And I was like, for real? Like, already... yeah. Getting them geared up to have to deal with the police to eventually go to. So even though I lived in a bubble, I still have uh, some. Is that... our engineer giving us a little? Okay, we oh, got a little. No, tunage. that's me. That's my bad. Was like, Where's that music <laughs> I gave y'all from? a little bit of background music. <laughs> so my Spotify just came up since, since it just happened, and we got okay. identified now. I don't know what this song is called, but it's called "Take It Out on Me" by Bob Sakamano. So if y'all like that song, check it out because y'all heard a little bit of it just now. <laughs> I love it. Cool. Anyway, Spotify <laughs> came up. Um, so that I think I'm even though I live in this bubble, I do know that there is a bigger issue. And for me, another scene that was like really, really shocking was Shamika and her son like crying, like I I want you to get out of right. this right. this neighborhood. Well, that's real. Yeah. But again, like. In his mind, he was like, no, those people hate me. I'm not right. going to a place where I already know. But I love the scene that when he actually went to school, he actually met someone. And- we see a little bit of a, a generational innocence. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Also, just uh, what was his name, Dale Johnson, the kid. Mm-hmm. Him said it. Actually, it seemed like a couple people were grading them when they came on yes, the bus. But yeah. just the fact that there is a, a aspect of, you know, the generation. Yeah, hopefully yes. there's some hope there. Yes. Like yes. if they if they haven't well actually we saw that a lot because even thinking even about the, the governor girl, there, the, the governor's the, daughter, yeah, Katie. Pointing out hypocrisy yes. in her uh, yeah. mother. Um so is it really I guess my question for you though. And if you were in a governor's position uh-huh. and you had the opportunity to 
you 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 know you want to you want to help the hood, yeah, <laughs> which is essentially what she, her right. platform is. But also, you're called out on the fact that your daughter isn't. You, which I hear a lot uh, f- with politicians sometimes. How would you have handled that situation? You know what? I think when you take on a position where you're willing to serve people, yep. sometimes you have to be willing to sacrifice. Mm. Like, if you're really doing it for the good of the people, you have to be willing to sacrifice. So you saying you would send your kid to the hood? I mean, I absolutely. Now, here's the thing, though. I'm not a, a parent. Okay. Um and I think that would be a... I wouldn't run for governor. <laughs> that's that's what it is. That's where that that's is. That's so funny. I mean... Yeah, I, I wouldn't I, even I, put I, myself in that no, position. No way in the world, being someone who uh, t- I succeeded from adverse circumstances, Adversity. thanks to mm-hmm. great environment and, yeah. and people around me um, and personal will, but I ain't no way in the world coming from that, I'm going to put my child back in that situation. I don't care. Like, I don't care about that because... It's one thing to sacrifice your yeah. own, you know, you, you know, to, but to my, my kid's potential, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's an opportunity for her to point out the fact that none of y'all would have p- would put your kids in and those schools. Yeah. And that's why we need to make these adjustments. You know yeah, what I mean? I yeah. think that's the argument I would have taken. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, so I don't think they were point, pinpointing the hypocrisy mm-hmm. on her part, mm-hmm. which is definitely a level of hypocrisy. Um, but you know what I mean? Like. It just, I don't know, it's just so um, interesting to, to look at that and think about that. So I just wanted to hear your opinion on that. My bad. Yeah, I th- no, that's that's an interesting question, and yeah. that's a hard question, but I agree. Like, I think the way politics and, like, it's so it's such an antiquated thing. Right. Um, and use I'll, those words. Yeah. Antiquated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I also think that changes have to be made kind of when you look at the the big picture of what's happening in our world yeah. i think change could only happen with really the next generation and then you can't do things the way it was done before right you know what i'm saying and that's just kind of how i think about like really inciting change right. has to it has to take place differently because we live in such a digital age mm-hmm. where you could get the news immediately so right yeah uh, we talked point. about that $30,000 prison inmate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love the the reenactment where Ash and Preston try to go back and they try to like oh, figure yeah. out, like, let me, I'm going to be the there. officer. Yeah, 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 let's just go there. And I wonder if people really do that. As like, police in the, officers? As police officers. Or investigators in this or case. Or investigators. Yeah. Like, do they really do point. that? Like, I think you have to have empathy. Yeah. And I think for her, and we've we've heard. I think Preston asked her the question, and then um, Braylon is that his name? Breelan, Breelan asked her. He kind of pointed it out. He was like, "I see." He was the officer that um, the older black woman who said the um, oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah that officer who's been you know had a, a lot of uh, different complaints against him right. I think. He said, I see someone trying to fight their demons or talking about Ash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he said to uh, oh, Preston, Preston, he's trying to make a name for himself. He's trying yeah. to make a name for himself. Yeah, yeah. And I think with her, because she said, I think about that kid every day. So the question is, one, do you think officers really do that? And or people in general. I just feel like we live, we, we've become so desensitized. Yeah. 
to everything when it yeah. comes to what we see on the news where children no longer look like children. They're like, right. oh, because they we've been so demonized. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, to answer your question, one, that, that's on note I wrote down too about Ash's struggles where getting more and more insight into mm-hmm. why why she's having custody issues and why mm-hmm. her relationship ended and it seems to all go back to her killing uh, yeah. maybe an innocent uh, kid. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she has a conscience about it yes. is what's important, I yeah, think, and I what agree. makes her different from the rest of the department so far. Yep, yep. Um, and do I think that a lot of cops investigate in that way? If you're invested in your case, yes. They're mm-hmm. they're really invested. I don't think I don't know. I mean, I have no police knowledge, but like right. I don't think people who aren't invested in what this, the results are and have adverse circumstances they need to overcome are going to do anything like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean that. I, and you know what's interesting? I haven't seen Officer Beck get to that point either. I haven't seen him feel uh, Officer Beck, yeah, the black guy, the black, uh, the black guy. police yeah, officer. Yeah. He, I haven't seen him. Yeah. So not to say that that means he's guilty, right? But it does distinguish him from Ash, and, and it, it puts him more on the side of the rest of the police department. Yes. Um, because that may be just a norm in the department. Everybody does that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just in this case, you the black officer. That's a white kid. Now you got to deal with the neighborhood. Right. You know, you got to deal right. with everybody. So, yeah. um, it's just, it, yeah, that was, that was a, I think learning more about her gives us a lot of insight about her personal struggles, but also gives us a softer heart towards her because, I mean, you know, a normal person would have problems with killing someone. You know, right. they would struggle with that. Right. So, yeah. And I think, too, the fact that she's going through what she's going through with her daughter. Yeah. Makes it even more like... Yeah this could have been my child. Yeah. And I think when you're a parent, you tend to be a little more sensitive or you completely turn the opposite way and you get, like, I remember somebody on Facebook one time, it was either after Trayvon Martin or Tamir Rice, and this guy was kind of like, oh, if I, you know, have my sons dressed appropriately and if I have them speak the king's English, he didn't say that, but I'm just Yeah, basically. I think I've seen yeah. stuff like this, yeah. And I was just like, it doesn't it matter. It's like, black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or colored, you know, right. it's not just a black-white thing. It's not a black uh-huh. or white thing and you can't be in the right neighborhood to escape. You can't, you can't erase this. Yeah, you can't, you, know? you can't erase you can't. your skin color. And some people can, because you have some people that could pass for, like, you're, like, ethnically ambiguous. You're right, like, what right. is she? Right, right. Um, well, we can't. We right. Can. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely can. It's okay, I don't care. It's too obvious. Right? <laughs> Pretty <laughs> no, much. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to be there. <laughs> me too. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's really interesting that you're right. Like, you, you see a lack of empathy for even, like, even when they were questioning Officer Breland, mm-hmm. he started to, like, kind of feel sorry for himself. Well, my daddy... Yeah, the fact that he went there yeah, was so Yeah, the fact that he went there... It means there, he's just justified like, his actions. He's justified yeah. his actions. And I was like, I think far too often that's what a lot of people do yeah. uh, in this instance. Yeah. And so you see him kind of going there. And I'm like, that has nothing to do with the fact that you could have... You did probably, <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. killed because obviously from Corey's testimony, we know that a police officer, older white guy, older white guy, it might have been the lieutenant though. It might yeah. have been the lieutenant. They just yeah. might, you know, a lot of times it's uh, a 
a lot of times the leader sets a tone for the values mm-hmm. of the rest of the yep. department. Heat, so absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, he hired him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think you know when you're it, it comes from the top down for sure. Straight up. Straight up. It's definitely a top down thing. And I thought the the testimony from the I keep saying testimony like I'm in church uh, <laughs> when they well, brought we ended the, the episode on church. So, we yeah. did, we did, and that was a, a great end, yeah. uh, Pastor. Uh, I want to say Aisha, <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Janae. Um, when they questioned the black woman, uh, the elderly black woman, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they asked her about Officer Breland, and she said, you know, to be 72 years old. You're talking about her husband? Mm-hmm. Talking about her husband. And that just really, it, it made me almost want to cry because mm-hmm. I couldn't even imagine. Like, that would be my great-grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. And and still still be like hunted at seventy two. Like an you done seen segregation. Yeah, you done you've seen, seen seg- segregation. You didn't march with Martin Luther King, right, right. and and you still you have deal to deal with yeah. yeah being racially profiled. And I, yeah, I think you would get to that point too. Like, all right, man, that's, that's nah enough. <laughs> enough. Yeah, nah, <laughs> you don't want no problems. Which is so <laughs> interesting because when you look at you know shows like Get Out mm. and kind of how he he told the story that was so smartly done yeah, yeah. that it, it it hopefully one it starts a conversation and hopefully people kind of see themselves yeah uh, I mean this show uh, this show too I hope definitely starts the conversation I don't know we probably we should be past the point of starting the conversation I know how many times we gotta analyze this how and say the same thing <laughs> but you know that's another that's another talk for another it, after it show is a, that's another <laughs> after show uh, and then even watching Officer Beck with the lieutenant mm-hmm. uh you know, when he's washing the killer cop. Uh, oh, you said yeah. you had something yeah, yeah, that you yeah. wanted to share with that. I did? Yeah, maybe. Um, I, I can find something. So now, <laughs> <laughs> you like, I can find something. No, he uh, was interesting there. Well, so the last episode we saw, um, it, it was established the dynamic between him and his uh, wife, and she got his back. Like She holding him down, like strong. Mm-hmm. Now, he's going to need it because he has so much adversity Usually cops are covered, you know what I mean? And he, he doesn't have that luxury. At, not at all. Yeah, and his father, um, it, it, you know, his father willing to put out a second loan on a house they already that's paid already off. paid for? You know, but it's, it's, it's really unfortunate. But again, it just goes back to the idea of no matter what position you're in, who you are is just cynical. But if, you, if you're colored, you have some type of adversity. You can't get the same experience. It's just, that's just how it is. Yeah. And you got to understand that. And he knows that. Yeah. He's just trying to figure out how the hell he's going to get out of this situation. Right. So, Which is so interesting because, you know, pretty much that speaks to privilege. Like yeah. The, having the privilege uh, in Charlemagne the God from The Breakfast Club has mm-hmm. a new book called Black Privilege. I'm like, that's such an interesting... Oh, Char- I love Charlemagne. Right. He's, he's such so an real. interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. He definitely needs someone to actually have his back and hopefully his wife. But that was an interesting scene too, like when his son put on the cape. Yeah, the Green Lantern cape? Yeah, the Green Lantern it's cape. so to like, cute but so scary. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was like, is he gonna, like, please don't That'd kill your own me. baby. Right. Like, yeah. Please don't do that. That'd have been too much. Yeah. Um, and and so ain't luckily, nobody seen nothing in the neighborhood. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course they, they didn't see anything. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, well, yeah, I, I we saw at the end of the trailer, I saw uh, Officer Beck talking to what was it the de- Blackwood Blue not Lieutenant the second in co- second in command the guy that Ash and Preston talked to Breland Breland okay mm-hmm. yeah 
I'm in, I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen with that. But he was like, you think Officer Beck's threatening him? He's like, you don't think I'll tell I'll tell them what we've been doing or whatever. You know what I mean? So mm. like, so that's really going to be telling. I think I'm looking forward to whatever that dialogue is about. And uh, I mean, I guess I'm going to predictions, but um, <laughs> no, I, I'm really intrigued by that. I think that's going to be really interesting because we haven't seen enough of officer back and who he really is other than the fact that he has you know he's trying to support his family and, and i think they did that purposely oh no, no doubt yeah no doubt, no i doubt. think they definitely want because now we're dealing with kind of like your perceptions and your fears yes right right without really having the foundation for like what is it really right right like there's no clue you just have your perception and your prejudice right of what you think and we see that with um the parents of the schools like we're gonna have to get metal detectors now that the the kids from the hood are coming to our school and again you have the one white guy stand up and say so you're basically saying hypocrites and racists yeah you're saying that they're all gang members because they come from the houses right uh, which is so interesting because when we look at certain shows, that's all we are. We are, <laughs> right, you know. Right. So I mean, and there's a legitimate fear there. You know, low income mm-hmm. areas have more. Like you know what I mean? I don't. It's just so layered. You know, it it's is. just it's not it's not a simple solution because I can't say that if I was in those parent situations, I'd feel differently. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit because I have insight on that. Not everybody's bad, but right. I, I understand. You know, you can understand their the emotions too. So yeah. it's just really realistic. That's what I like about it. It's mm-hmm. very realistic to what's actually happening. You know? Yeah, it is very realistic. Yeah. Uh, but I love the statement that the little girl said, uh, or Governor Ash, when she asked, um, the governor asked her assistant. Oh, yeah. Do you like, like that her character, her assistant, or no? You know what? I feel like we don't really know much about her, but yeah. I like that her answer was, you think that having better schools will reduce the need for prison. And that was an interesting comment because that's just one piece of the puzzle. Right. Like, this puzzle has been planned, you know, mm-hmm. over hundreds of years, and now this is just a byproduct mm-hmm. of what has happened right. to low income. Right. And so I, I liked her answer, and I don't know if that was her answer because she'd been sleeping with Preston. <laughs> that could have been that answer. Yeah, right? I don't know. She does definitely is a, a independent. Well, independent yeah, thinker. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Separate from Preston, I don't know about separate from the governor. We don't know yet, but um, uh, yeah, I don't know. You're right. We still need to learn a little bit about her. We learned last episode about why, how she got hired because she yes. like led a protest mm-hmm. at her college mm-hmm. amongst women, and so that was like insightful. Mm-hmm. Just know that she's like a you know a self starter too. Yes. Um. But we yeah we don't know her her own personal agendas or mm-hmm. demons or yeah, you know yeah, we yeah. haven't seen much of her yet. Um. But I do like the the close of the show with uh, Ash and Preston. Like you see them. Oh yeah. I was like yeah. no. Nah, don't we can't be. Ha- do I can't it. have that. No. I'm good. I, I I figured that who was going to. Where you eat? Nah. Not just too early. Maybe after <laughs> too- you celebrate after you got the case after, done. You know. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But. The, the celebration was a little premature. Yeah, like, you just got one small W. One small win. And now you're you did like, not win the war. Go, you got like Trey. one battle. Yeah. yeah like, not, not right now. Simmer yeah. down. Simmer down. So you got a cool. long way to go. But you also see kind of how the guy, I felt like he was getting a little jealous when the dude, like, you got to step to the plate. Well, I mean, he did. Kind of, sort of, but he just kind of sat back and watched her dance with the other dude. Like, I mean, she was she she was moving. He was moving at his pace. She was moving at hers. Okay, it ain't meet up yet. You know, 
he but he he stepped in the he way did. he 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 turned he turned her on by stepping up to the dudes. Yeah, you know did. what I mean? So I mean oh, she t- she turned him on. She's... No, she turned her on. Hey, I, what am I saying? What you're saying? She. It seemed like she was turned on by him standing up to the. Yes, yeah, I agree. She likes you know she likes that. So yeah. he, he he handled it. All you got to be yourself. Yeah. Don't be trying to impress nobody. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but that's again that's for another after show about relationships. <laughs> Um, yeah. That is definitely another after show. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting too that they were playing like the blues and then you saw like the DJ like wink wink. Yeah, no, I was, was cool. like, it was really? a cool scene. It was a cool scene. It was interesting. Yeah. I was like, would that really be something they would do with North Carolina? Some blues in the south. Some blues. Yeah. No, I'm saying blues, but with like a DJ. Like, oh, I don't know all that. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, that's so interesting. But then, last but not least, I think Pastor Janae. She rounds out the the whole episode when she says, uh, when your friends forsake you, there is truth in them forsaking you. Mm. I was like, all right. right. Yes. She's she getting, follow- she getting diverse right. followers now. It's, it's going good for Pastor Janae. <laughs> Pastor Janae is on the come yeah, up. she is. Uh, because the governor mentions her name right. in the town hall. Well, so she's, now... Because she's the voice of the black people now. Yeah, um, she's the voice of the black people, but also people, the the white people, the white liberal people from the school are like, no, we support you. We want your kids to come well, to yeah. our school. So. Her support of uh, the other case, Joey, Joey and Jesse, yes. probably mm-hmm. definitely has played a large role in that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, she's building her numbers. She, yeah. She's killing it. Um, no, that was a great line, though. Yeah. I actually didn't notice that line until you just said that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah that was that's powerful. Very that powerful. That was very powerful because mm-hmm. I think when when people tend to turn their backs on you, whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. whether that's silence, yeah. whether that's I'm just gonna look at you on your Instagram page, <laughs> uh, you know Come what I'm saying? Preach. Preach. Right, I'm just gonna be your Facebook friend, <laughs> but I'm not gonna pick up the phone and call you like real people do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was like, that's so true. Maybe that's why it was so true for me. Yeah. Because I think, you know, when watching some of my friends who are quote-unquote celebrities and seeing them kind of climb up the the entertainment ladder, yeah. and then I think it's interesting kind of like the, their perception of people. Like I had a conversation with a friend of mine today, and she was saying that a young guy that we know who's doing music and how... He like like she was there for him like from the beginning, but right. now that he's kind of made it, he's like he ain't forgotten where he came yeah, from. Yeah, like she's kind of telling him like this is not you, mm. and and when you tell someone the truth, sometimes oh, yeah, sometimes it hurts. It they not only it. hurts, but then they want to not remember that right. part where they were struggling in the the part, and, that, and then they kind of feel like oh well, you're forsaking me because. You're mm. not telling me what I want to hear, yeah, kind of thing. Real. So yeah. that I think that's why that struck such a, yeah. a chord with Passing me. Because I'm like, preaching. She preaching to right? people like, on the TV show and people watching the TV right? show. <laughs> I was like, all right, Pastor Janae, Aisha Hines. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Final thoughts. You kind of already did your. I know I did it all prematurely, yeah, but it's okay. Yeah, it's I'll, all right. I'll echo it. I'm just. I'm, I'm, we'll see next episode. I think we'll learn a little bit more about uh, Officer Beck. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe not exactly what happened, but a little bit more about who he is at work. Because we know he's a family man. Mm-hmm. But how close does he fall in line with all the all, all the other officers that we have seen are corrupt or mm-hmm. morally corrupt? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'm looking forward to seeing that development. Yeah. How about I, you? I think I definitely want to see 
what happens with the governor. I feel like she's going to take the money. And you think so? Absolutely. She's definitely going to take that money. Uh, which is so interesting, too, because when you look at like politicians and kind of balancing that balancing act of taking the money but still moving ahead with what your agenda yeah. might be. Yeah, it's politics. You got to give and take. It's called politics. So, um, politics. <laughs> <laughs> politics and politics. Um, so, yeah, I don't really know that I have any predictions, but I am curious to see. Uh, oh, that was interesting. I'm glad they got Corey to a safe house. And I yeah, saw that cool. coming. Yeah. Like that. This was like the first time I saw something coming when <laughs> the sniper dude, I'm at the location. <laughs> you, wasn't, you wasn't believing it? No, I... I I believed it, but I was like, mm, nothing's going to happen to him. But I'm saying this is the first time that I was like, I saw that coming. Yeah. yeah. I saw them sending the the sniper dude to potentially kill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, it seems believable for sure. Yeah. At least I'll they got say, out of there. Yeah, I'm definitely mm-hmm. happy that they got out of there. I'm like, I know Ash is smarter than telling them the exact location. Right. When you're talking about, you know, somebody in the country. Right. Yeah, because they were definitely trying to get that little boy. And he's so cute, little Corey. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's episode four. Yes, good episode. Episode five. Maybe we'll have all four of us. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I might call out. Shoot, I'm, you know, I'm tired of it. Let me be a diva. No, no. <laughs> no I'm messing. So, I'm Madison Chase. Thanks for watching the After Buzz after show for Shots Fired on Fox. We'll be here next Wednesday. Pew, pew. You like my sound effect. <laughs> I know, I like that. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Madison Chase Fit, on Instagram, Madison Chase Fitness, and on YouTube if you're streaming live. One Mad Chase, leave your comments because we love to hear them. Yes, if you're trying to get your life right, you know, you're get trying to your get your body right, right you follow right. Madison. <laughs> if you, you know, trying to give up on life follow me on uh that's what i don't know i couldn't i couldn't find a segue i like my build-up but yeah, i didn't have it good i love it. uh you know uh follow me i guess on twitter <laughs> and on instagram <laughs> at d'angelo d-e-a-n-j-i-l-o and at d'angelo tv at twitter on twitter at d'angelo tv that's what we do we out though thank you for joining us thank you thank you thank you <laughs> after buzz from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.